0: It, they do it. Makes better, faster, stronger. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the More Than an Athlete podcast, where we look behind the curtain at athletes off the pitch, going into their mental health and the different issues that plague them off the field. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about the dehumanization of athletes, particularly when it comes to injuries. They're looked at commodities off the court, and a lot of the time, we don't consider what goes into the rehab process. Uh, Jack, there's been several examples over the years in across several sports. You, you look at players like Zion Williamson right now, but even more prominent players in the past, like Derrick Rose, who had quite long-term injuries, but yeah. weren't really seen as, they weren't really considered that mental side of it. They were kind of rushed onto the court. So what, what do you think about that?
1: Well, yeah, when when you're going through a tough injury, uh, you you pointed to Derrick Rose, you know, an injury that ultimately not ruined his career, but ruined the, the play he could have been. Um, you know, the rehab process is tough enough. When you have all all this outside noise from the media, um, you know, saying you should be back on the court faster, like we've seen with Zion Zion Williamson recently, um, that can only, you know, that can only make that rehab process even more complicated. Um, And, you know, a lot of the times, you know, just because these players are paid a lot of money, they're still human beings at the end of the day. So as much as we care about their physical health and want them to get back on the court, we need to make sure that we're treating them as humans so that their mental health can be as sound as possible.
0: Yeah, sports is often about the bottom line, even more so than the actual play on the court and on the pitch. And so a lot of these franchises, more so franchises than even teams, uh, they, they like to force their players back. A lot of these medical staffs are linked to the team. They have more of a priority to the team than the player. Yep. And so they want to get the players back on the pitch as quickly as possible for to have money. Yeah you know, get fans in the seats cuz they they want to come and see the best players playing not not the role players not the reserves so uh it's definitely an issue that's plaguing sports right now especially with the with with media with social media and media right now we get an even greater look at the re- recovery process yeah. uh maybe more than we should really know
1: mm. 100% and um that as I, as i said before can only complicate a player's rehab and yeah that's not good for their their overall well-being um because I'm I'm sure Zion, you know, we we've seen all the all the jokes that have been poked at him and all the, all the fun that's been made of him during his process calling him overweight and things like that. Um not only is that going to affect his his mental well-being, but on the court, if he feels like he's playing for people that don't support him and are taking the mick out of him, is he going to give 100% when he's back healthy? Yeah. So Um, you you have to find a balance and um, I think people could be a lot more considerate just because these people are in the public eye doesn't mean uh, you can just say whatever you want about them.
0: Yeah, and just some context for uh, some of our viewers, some of our listeners that might be unfamiliar with the Zion situation. Uh, He's a prominent NBA player who has had a history of injuries and has had a history of being overweight and those two issues have compounded into him having several setbacks and not being able to suit up for his team uh, this whole season. Uh, The recent news was that he's kind of, he's been ruled out for the remainder of the season. And a lot of fans have been uh, criticizing him, uh, fans and media have been criticizing him for being out of shape. And it's kind of forced us to look deeper into the mental health side, because when you're away from the team and you're, these athletes are doing what they love, the sport that they love, that they grew up doing since they were children. and being away from that game, you, you feel isolated as an injured as as an injured athlete. You feel isolated away from your team, yeah. away from your sport, and that can that can definitely be an issue. Uh, and we've got an athlete here with us to talk about his specific situation. He's in a very similar situation. Uh, we're joined by an athlete, <laughs> a renowned athlete, <laughs> in our midst, uh, Laval. Uh, introduce yourself.
2: Uh, so hi guys, I'm Laval. Uh, 200-meter runner, athletics, and uh, footballer.
0: Yeah, so, Laval talk to us about your injury. Talk to us about the the process, the journey that you've gone through uh, since trying to recover from this injury and being away
2: from the sport. Um, So, it's been around two years since I've done both ligaments in my knee. So, that's the ACL and the MCL. So, it's been quite a tough journey, especially during the pandemic. just been a a rough journey trying trying to balance rehab and getting back and the expectations put on your back to get back in full fitness as well.
1: And how has this this journey affected you mentally? Obviously you're you're not being able to do what you love and I guess it can get quite lonely rehabbing by yourself and like seeing all your teammates being able to do what they do but you're kind of on the sidelines watching. Definitely, because
2: especially like uh, when you try to get back into it slowly, uh, not everyone is at your level and obviously you feel some type of way when coaches tell you, or you don't have to do the full thing or you do this and not that. It, It does, you know you think they're looking out for you but then again mentally after being out for so long you think they're just telling you yeah you shouldn't be really here right now
0: yeah like you're starting to feel like you're back at square one yeah. doing something that you've been doing for years, for years and is, yeah. you feel like you're at a pretty expert level at, and then now you're being treated like a, like a novice again
2: yeah it is tough mentally but uh just have to sometimes sometimes it could be both they're trying to just get you to, to motivate you but other times you know you could take it the wrong way as
1: well and do you feel like you, you've been you've received adequate support um, in your mental health from your, from your sports club uh, so the uni team has been quite uh, helpful
2: in my recovery because they do give me stuff that is adequate for my knees and they also are the ones that gave me the idea that if I could just train consistently for the next six or so months I could get back to a higher level than I was before, which yeah. does put me at a better position. Yeah, given you kind of uh,
0: goals and targets that you can focus in on, I, I know we spoke off off air about uh, you targeting the HPA program next season. So having those having those little targets in the back of your mind as you're going through that rehab pro- progress,
2: does that help with motivation? Uh, seeing light at the end of the tunnel definitely because like originally my plan is, you know uh if you're out for so long the first thing you want to do is just get back to you know playing at the highest level sometimes because you know if it's your first type of injury you're you're not used to being on the sidelines for too long so originally with the first injury I had the ACL you know I, I tried to keep playing through the pain which wasn't very advisable so that kept me out for more months but when I had the MCL I was already in contact with the uni athletics team. These guys gave gave me like short goals, which like helped me work faster and keep me motivated, rather than just like aimlessly aiming for something that's unrealistic at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're you're in better health these days, um, and you're you're nearing your return to the track and to the pitch. What's your what's your goal now for for the coming months?
2: For the coming months, I just want to get like uh get enough times in my in the in the meets that I'm about to go for, then produce some miracles at Bucks to help me <laughs> secure a place at the HPA. If not, just do well enough, you know, because the HPA is still an unrealistic goal, mm. considering I'll be up against other internationals who have not been injured in the past two, three years. so ah uh, just to just to get back to a level I feel confident and playing and competing against the best is what. I'm moving for the next few months.
1: And in terms of um the football pitch, is there is there a returning sight there? Definitely, definitely.
2: Uh I won't go back to football because, you know, mentally I'm still on the on the verge of like ah uh, if I if I did it again now mm. I'll be done for life. So I might, you know, make a few sneak peeks here and there in futsal, but yeah, definitely I, I can't give up on football. It's the the love of the game can never can never keep you out for too long. That that might
0: be all we have time for. Yep. Uh, we're definitely going to be looking at Laval's journey as as we as we start to see him compete next month and into the future. Hopefully a very good next season as well. Uh, we'll definitely be watching and we hope the viewers will be watching as well.
1: Yeah. Good luck, Laval, with your with your comeback. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us and thanks for listening to the More Than Athlete
1: podcast. <laughs>